Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So lots of big events this past weekend. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. You say like there's some is there something else? Groundhog Day. Oh, oh right. All right. We're yes. we're getting so he saw his shadow, so that means spring's coming? Yes. He, no, he didn't see his, didn't shadow. See his so, shadow. So spring is but coming. But spring is coming. Yes. Okay. That and is <laughs> apparently that never happens. Like he ne- he always sees a shadow. Yes. So big deal, guys. You know that they it, like they claim it's the same groundhog since forever. Like it's not. We know it's not, but they say it is. Right. Like it's like. <gasps> what? Well, that's a weird thing to claim. Like the eternal groundhog. Wait. Also, the guy that gets. Did to, you think? Yeah, he's not an eternal groundhog. What? Yeah. Groundhogs are mortal. But I thought he was special because it's his day. I just, I just thought. No, it's just like a Groundhog's Day. It's not the Groundhog's Day. Well, they don't specify. We have one Groundhog, and he he begins the spring. It has been unseasonably warm here since Groundhog's Day, though. I think the Groundhog just heard about global warming. Yeah, yeah. Groundhog got woke. Yeah, he just came out and he was like, y'all don't really need me anymore. You kind of got this uh, handling, it, handling it yourself. There's really no guessing on this anymore. Uh, it's going to be forever spring for a while. Then forever summer. Then everything's going to be on fire. Groundhog out. <laughs> in fact, no more winter ever. <laughs> I'm going to get back in my stump now. Would yeah. you leave me alone? <laughs> it's, it's pretty good under here. Will y'all just not get me out next year? <laughs> As the eternal groundhog, I'm going to wait about the or wait out the end of humanity for a while. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> What does he do during the year? I, I like the idea that, well, I mean, he just like groundhog stuff. Just groundhog stuff. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> live lavishly. I, I feel like it's his day. He should, you know. Now, I will say that the guy that handles him does wear a top hat, so I would assume there's a lot of wealth involved. I know. That's why I... He's like a cat in ancient Egypt. Why doesn't kind of he get to wear a top hat? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I I like the idea that the groundhog has now been elevated to, like, uh, a mythological holiday figure, like the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus <laughs> or the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Oh. Was that was that one of the trees in like Nightmare Before Christmas to, to go to Groundhog's Day Land? What would that be like? See the giant groundhog. It's just the groundhog. He's like, oh hey, no, no one ever comes here. Actually, it's nice to see you. I just do that one thing, and you know, honestly, people are really more excited about the Bill Murray movie oh, anymore. Man. So I was just trying to look at some good pictures. I just looked up Groundhog from Groundhog Day, and first it told me about the Bill Murray movie. I didn't really want to know about that. But then it's just a Washington Post article that calls Punxsutawney Phil 131-year-old fake news. And, like, I don't need that, guys. Just let me. Just let me see the just groundhog. Just let me have my groundhog. Just let me see the groundhog. Also, I thought his name was Pete. No, Phil. What? Who's Punxsutawney Pete? I have no idea. <laughs> Pete? <laughs> Why did I think his name was Pete? Who is Punxsutawney Pete? Someone tell me, please. Are you? Is this a Berenstein Bear situation? Are you from you, another universe that merged into ours where you would I have a crowd? I am. It's Fringe. Fringe is coming to life. Oh, no. Oh, is uh, Peter Bishop real now? Where are you, Peter? Ha- I'm here. Do you have any different government going on over in that universe, Riley? Could we? Maybe? No, it's all bad uh, over here. Just <laughs> Do you have faux Olivia over there? Because I like faux Olivia. No, everything sucks here too. The only thing I have is Punks Tony Phil, <laughs> and he looks exactly the same as Punks Tony Pete. Does everything the same? We just call him Phil. Have you seen the movie Groundhog Day? Yes. Okay. All right. It's they also call him Phil, and then Bill Murray's name is Phil. Is that why I think his name is Phil? No, his name Wait, is no, his Phil. His name is Phil. Yes. Wait, his name's Pete. No, his name is not Pete. <laughs> his name is Phil. Phil. <sighs> Phil Connors. And, you know, it was a musical for a very short amount of time. Yes. I would like to see that. Would you? <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I'm going to write a new one and call but, it Punk's Tony Pete. Uh, one of my favorite movies inexplicably contains Andy McDowell. I don't know. <laughs> but also Bill Murray. So there you go. Did the groundhog do the halftime show? Uh, no. The the halftime show, I 
this I don't think Wait, we're going to get they a lot ne- of... Hold on. Why have they never done that? <laughs> well, well, hold on. The, now, the Super Bowl is not traditionally on Groundhog's Day. It just happened to be on But this year Groundhog's it was. Day. And I just want to know why he didn't make just like a real quick appearance. Well, I mean... Maybe they ran it by J-Lo and Shakira <laughs> and they were like, you know, no. I don't think we want to incorporate a groundhog into our show. Thank you for thinking of that. <laughs> but but. <laughs> uh, we've got it. We're good. We're doing some other stuff that isn't really groundhog related that I think people might enjoy more. Yeah, I did enjoy it I more. It's fair. I thought- no, I did very much enjoy the halftime show. I, uh, I, th- I thought it was great all around, but the moment that they panned out to, so, to show Shakira playing the crystal-encrusted guitar was just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is wonderful. Well, yeah. and I thought, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was amazing. Uh, J-Lo's athleticism is just... Better I mean, than mine will ever be. Mm, and yeah. I am 19 years old, and she is 50. She's 50. She's amazing. Uh I'm sorry, but to do that stuff on those poles, I mean, there were other there were other dancers too, yeah. but J Lo is just, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's magic. It is. Well, and that like the the strength that that takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a it's, it's an athletic skill that was in the middle of an athletic competition. Yeah, I was impressed, and I mean, turned on. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, yeah, that's okay. It was all very that's fair. hot. I um, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Shakira was there too. Yeah. Uh, it was an incredible performance. It was so cool and so fun. And then they had so many like uh, political references and like mm-hmm. um, when she came out at the end with like the big like cape thing was, or coat or yeah. whatever it was that was like the Puerto, the Rican, Puerto Rican flag and the American flag. Yeah. I, it was it was amazing. It was awesome. No, I I agree, and I really don't. Uh, I, I all of the the pearl clutching over how. I guess how sexy it was. Like it was too sexy. <laughs> Look, we, we had. To- you know what? That's you know that's a fair argument. It was maybe too sexy. I, was it? Yeah. For Earth, it was for just, Earth, where, it for was. just for us to handle. Like I'm not offended by it. I just think it was maybe too much for us to handle. Like maybe we didn't deserve it. We didn't. Deserve <laughs> we definitely it. didn't deserve it. I I don't know. Is that like they they were the equivalents of like bathing suits that they were walking around stage on? Like that's I, what's the big deal? If we had to see. I, Maroon Five walk around looking like a doodle bear with his shirt off. Well, last year we they, we they can handle some some glittery ladies. I do appreciate I, the thought that Adam Levine's name now is just collectively Maroon, he is Maroon Five, yeah. and it was so much better. I mean, than Maroon Five, it was. Yeah. I I you know I have to say I was really caught off guard because I usually feel like I know when something happens, like when we have a cultural moment that like. Karen's are going to get upset about. Mm-hmm. I usually feel like I know yeah. when that's coming. And I didn't, I was shocked when I saw the like the Facebook and Twitter outrage. Um, because one, like, I mean, yeah, it was sexy. I mean, like, they're, the, I mean, yeah, like it was a cool. Why show. don't you enjoy like this more? Did you see them? Performance. <laughs> that's what, I mean, have you ever seen a concert? Like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff people wear. It's like glittery and cool and. They dance and they're talented and they sing well and like what this is a concert like what do you have you never been to one is this the first time you've seen a concert I just don't there was nothing about it that struck me as like I don't know I was very confused by it and then people were like but my children were watching and I was like yeah my kids were watching and they loved loved it it. they danced all over the room and then (laughs) Charlie said that she loved JLo's pants which was confusing to me. She was not wearing because she wasn't exactly wearing what I would call pants. <laughs> but she said, "I want those pants," and I was like, "What pants? <laughs> Where?" <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, sure, honey. I I don't know. Like none of it. I don't want. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, yeah. I agree. I don't know. I mean, I never. I. I don't know. They were em- empowered. You know, like women of color. I that. Really, let's be real. That people get offended really easier, when it, or a lot easier when it's not white people doing things. Sure. <clears throat> the yes, one they thing do. Yes, they I do. was upset about was that it was not the entire show, and I did have to go back to watching sweaty boys run into each other all over the field for the next half of the I program. Like, I like football. Well, I also like football, and I was enjoying the game, but then they showed me that halftime show. I was like, well, can that just be the rest? That of was the, better. Yes, that, that was better, better than I just football. watch this the rest of the time, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It was better than the football. Yeah. Um, although it was a good game. It was a good game, and I liked both teams. And 
just I sound like dad. Just want to see a good game. Yeah, I don't, I don't care see who a good wins. Game, good like game both involved. teams. Just want to see who wins. <laughs> just want to see a good game. Anyway, um, speaking of, I don't know. I got nothing here for this transition. Of, hey, you're gonna have to help here. Women powerful women in in great costumes who maybe don't wear pants. <laughs> who don't wear pants? Yes. Who, who have a pants optional approach to life. Yes, Sailor Moon. We're talking about Sailor Woo. Moon today. I, I brought it to the table. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if you're listening, you're, you're somewhat familiar. Uh, it's a pretty, I think a, a, lo- a lot of people are, f- are familiar with Sailor Moon. Um, it's, uh, a, it's an anime. It's a, a manga or comic book. Uh, it started in like 91... Uh, That's what I was going to yeah. ask. How old is it? Uh, yeah. I, I, it? The manga and the anime started, I think, in the same year because uh, it was kind of started as a manga by Naoko Takeuchi is the creator. And uh, she created it, but it was kind of at the t- same time sort of working with an animation studio for it to then be developed into uh, a cartoon. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a uh, specifically, I mean, where there's the manga, there are stage shows like musical shows there's uh, a remake that came out in 2014 that's like an update of the animation which is storyline a lot closer to the manga because there are some differences uh there was also a live action tv show in japan uh so there are a lot of different incarnations of this specifically for this we're kind of talking about the one that i was first introduced to which was the uh the uh, 90s dub uh, which is of questionable quality but holds a special place in my heart which came on I want to say at 4 o'clock uh, yeah. on weekdays yes. uh, it originally was um, on like in the mornings but then when Toonami became a thing on Cartoon Network uh, Toonami started showing it and that's when it was it was 4 o'clock uh, for, I, I remember rushing home, 4 o'clock Eastern time, rushing home to see Sailor Moon every day after school. Yes. And then I think Dragon Ball Z came on afterwards. Uh, I believe so. Um, I never, I, I could never really get in, as much into Dragon Ball. Uh, I didn't either, but I just remember no. it always like watching the first 30 seconds before I turned the TV off and did something else. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. I very, well, I'm just saying it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my bag. <laughs> you know, I don't, I think when, when important things come into your life, you, you remember those moments, even if they seem innocuous at the time. And I remember exactly what I was doing the first time I saw Sailor Moon. Like really to the moment I was in my bedroom. I was putting on my softball socks because I had softball <laughs> practice and I needed to leave and we were running late and it was the episode, uh, the the kind of stupid American translated title was Slim City. Uh, it's from the first season when um, the the evil people in, uh, who want to take energy set up a fake workout studio. Uh-huh. And uh, like Sailor Moon and her friends end up going and, you know, foiling the evil plot. But that was the episode. And I just, I, I was late to softball practice that day because I wanted to see what happened <laughs> i uh that's funny i watched a bit of that i was flipping through some different episodes today watching bits and pieces mm-hmm. to to remind myself of some of it and that was one of the ones i was watching today uh, then i had to flip to the end of season one because i remember uh watching that originally and crying and so i had to remember <laughs> i had to watch it again <laughs> and be like does this still do it for me did it i <laughs> uh, no, i did not uh, cry yeah i did i i recently did a rewatch and i definitely cried if I had watched the entire season and built to it, yeah. probably, but I was skipping around, so I wasn't like emotionally there. Yeah. Uh, um, I I will say I have always been aware of Sailor Moon. It has always been in my, you know, my mind because I've heard you all talk about it mostly, and um, I remember growing up, I had received a tiny little Chibi Moon tape to my front or my bedroom door. To match the, uh, mm-hmm. what Sailor Scouts were on your all's door? There was one on each of your doors. Oh, and at some right. point, I, I received a chibi moon on my door. Um, uh, I was Mars. Mm-hmm. I, I had Sailor Moon on my door. Uh, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you had Sailor Moon on your door. Those were those um, stickers. The yep. holographic uh-huh. stickers that I yep. got from the Archie McPhee catalog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, one of the few sources where you could find some random anime stuff back in the day. Oh, man. Yeah. So I've always been aware of Sailor Moon, but I, I actually had never consumed it in any form until when Crystal 
became available a few years ago. I guess that was 2014. Mm-hmm. It seems not that long yeah. ago, but I guess it was. Um, I, I watched a few episodes then and then just rewatched it this past week in preparation for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's actually, I will admit, the only anime I have ever actually watched. Mm-hmm. And I very much enjoy it i don't think that there was ever anything about anime that i didn't want to watch i just think it was one of those things that was never like very readily available to watch as much as like other cartoons or or regular like teen kids tv shows that Mm -hmm. were you know american made so i just never like had as much access to it but it was very good i very much enjoyed it It, uh, is that the beginning of like the kind of the magic girls in anime is that the? Uh, no, I mean they were. Sailor Moon is not the first Magic Girl. That was already uh, sort of a pre-existing genre. I, I think that when we talk about Magic Girls now, she's the one that is the most well-known. But uh, Magic Girls had already been around for a while in Japanese anime. Um, that's I always think of it because I see shows sometimes now um, that. Charlie watches and I feel like I'm watching I'm going oh this is supposed to be this is Sailor Moon inspired Mm -hmm. like this is very I feel Sailor Moon in it but I guess I guess I'm not it's not necessarily Sailor Moon it's what I attach to that genre but it's not necessarily the original it's definitely it's the one that I think you see most as an influence in what we have like modern day a, a lot of American cartoons I mean definitely like there are straight up homages to it in Adventure Time, uh, Steven yeah. Universe. Definitely, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I, I think it's. I've read it in yeah. interviews that all of those creators are influenced by Sailor Moon. But you know, and the one thing that it did do, uh, which is sort of the the formula that that a lot of people have taken to move forward with, is like it combined this sort of Magic Girl uh, icon that was that was already sort of established with the like the fighting team mm-hmm. uh, formula, and that's really the thing that Sailor Moon sort of revolutionized uh there were other you know like fighting team animes but to be like an all-female fighting team anime was kind of the thing that it did differently mm. and it was always nice i remember being when i was younger to have a show like that um and it wasn't the only i mean you see a lot of stuff that's targeted i think at at like preteen and teenage girls that has this idea of like a team of young women who have varied very varied interests and attributes so that you can find one that you relate to Mm -hmm. and uh and that was one of the things i really liked about Mm -hmm. it was like i didn't really like the character sailor moon i couldn't identify with personally a lot i didn't share a lot of her like personality traits and interests but there were there were plenty of other characters for me to connect with you know that I could see myself in and be part of the team. Well, and I, I think that was one of the things that really appealed to me and appealed to, I think, a lot of young girls in general was that it, uh, as a fan, even at the time, I was already a fan of, like, I liked superheroes, I liked comics, but as far as, like, there was always, like, a female, and that's the female, there's the female one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So the w- women were always kind of one thing in the sort of superhero world, and that was what was so great about Sailor Moon is that, that well, they're all female and they all have different attributes and it does, there's not mm-hmm. just one kind that works and it's not just like, you know, powerful, sexy, capable, strong, but not too overbearing. Like it was like, oh, they all have flaws and strengths and weaknesses and that's, mm-hmm. you know. I always liked that uh, it, it's weird because I was thinking about, I always connected the most with Ray Sailor Mars, and... You'd think, like, when I think back, like, why why not Amy? Why not Sailor Mercury, the smart one? Because mm-hmm. that was how I always saw myself when I was younger was like, well, I'm the quiet, smart girl. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my part. I'll sit here and read a book quietly because that seems to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems to be what my character does in this scene. Does everybody yeah. think about things that way? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I'm, scene, yeah. I sit and read a book. <laughs> when I'm surrounded, like, by mm-hmm. my other roommates and we're all, like, talking but it's like look at each of our personalities what is my character doing right now right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i'm eating lunch alone and reading a book this is appropriate <laughs> uh but i i i always connected more with sailor mars and i remember really embracing that because she was so angry <laughs> well, she had that i mean like she showed her anger and i remember thinking like 
oh, that's me. And then thinking, well, it's not me, though. I don't do that. And then realizing, oh, but that is me. And I feel like I can't show that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a stifled part of me. And I see it in that character in this you know in this tv show yeah and it makes me want to be more like that because it is me like it is in there and she lets it out and it's part of her power it is literally part of her like her you know magical ability is Mm -hmm. kind of represented in her fire and her kind of under the surface rage (laughs) yeah and maybe i can embrace that part of me too i know that sounds really silly for like connecting to a you know it was a cartoon but like it really did i remember thinking like this is me mm-hmm. i am not the quiet shy one mm-hmm. this is me no, I, I i will say i um had never really thought about what sailor scout i was until we had thought about <laughs> each of us dressing mm-hmm. as a different sailor scout for a live show that we did not end up doing but uh, I decided I was Sailor Mercury just based off the descriptions because this was when I hadn't really watched a lot of it. And I did just take a BuzzFeed quiz that told me it would actually tell me which Sailor Scout I am. And it did tell me I'm Sailor Mercury. Well, there we go. So in case everyone was wondering. Um, did you always know you were a Sailor Moon, Tay? I don't know. I mean, I always... Well, I think that when I was younger, I felt closest to Sailor Moon because... You know, I, I I legitimately remember like doing really badly on a math test and comforting myself with, "Well, Sailor Moon gets bad grades sometimes too." <laughs> like, Look at her now. She got a thirty once. I got a fifty. It's not that bad. Uh, but I think also just like you know, the idea that you're, you know, I, like all of the other s- soldiers had more like evident kind of strengths you know mercury was smart uh, mars was passionate jupiter was strong venus was i don't know venus was i don't know she was the superstar when she came when she joined the, the team uh yeah. she was like cool and yeah i mean fashiony i don't know <laughs> well cool and fashiony <laughs> what was it uh, venus was very confident she had the social skills yeah. she was yeah she had the social skills she was the one who like she was charismatic and mm-hmm. she could make you feel like at ease and well that, that's a that's an important power that's mm-hmm. an important absolutely skill. but but I, you know sailor yeah. moon didn't have anything evident because what her power was was her it was her kindness it was her her belief in her her friends you know her belief in goodness and i really loved that about her as a character because it was held up in the show in fact it was the strongest power in the show and mm-hmm. that i think as someone at the time that didn't feel like i had any of those other standout traits but, you know, I, I cared about things and people and I was sensitive that felt like someone that kind of affirmed those things. Yeah, she was the heart. Yeah. Mm. But but not like on Captain Planet where it was always like, what what is your power? Well, even? I'm still the power. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to we need to talk more about like the show itself and, and mm-hmm. kind of get into some more of the details. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Um, I, I have a sponsor I want to talk about this week. Go for it. Uh, so, Sydney. Yes. You're a small business owner. No. Just say you are. Oh, yes. This is I am do. a small business owner. And you got into your line of work because of your passion for your job. But is tedious admin work keeping you from doing the part of the job you actually love? Oh, boy, it is. I can't even tell you. Well, my <laughs> small business, which I named small business. <laughs> incorporated I, I do business in small things <laughs> yes you do I have, in tiny tiny items i i only sell tiny items yes. from my small business well honeybook can take those tasks off your to-do list so you can focus on selling your tiny items oh thank goodness the thing you actually love because honeybook, i have so many i can't even t- the, i can fit so many in my store because they're so <laughs> tiny um honeybook is an online online business management tool that organizes your client communications bookings contracts and invoices all in one place it's perfect for freelancers entrepreneurs or literally small business owners that want to consolidate services they already use like quickbooks google excel mailchimp basically it just simplifies your to-do list and helps you stay in control with honeybook so it does all that stuff for you so you can, you know, focus on the stuff you actually care about. Do the, do the things you want to do, not all the tedious stuff. So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out HoneyBook, what should they do? Well, right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit tryhoneybook.com slash buffering. 
Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So go to tryhoneybook.com slash buffering for 50% off your first year. That's tryhoneybook.com slash buffering. Uh, I want to tell you all about my pants. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I like pants myself. I have... Uh, as we've already covered, I fully approve of you if you prefer not to wear pants. But I am I am a pants fan. Mm-hmm. I've always always liked pants, and sure. uh, specifically pants that uh, I can like multifunctional pants that I can wear to work. That I am at your comfortable small business at my small business where I sell tiny things. Small mm-hmm. business, small business. Uh, where I where I uh, can wear them at work. I can wear them at home. When I'm chasing the kids around, I can maybe even dress them up, wear them out to dinner, uh, wherever I want to go. And Beta Brand has those pants. What? Yes, they do. And they'll sell them to you for money. What? <laughs> you can buy them. And a then service? You can wear them. And a good? <laughs> it's a service and a good. Uh, Beta Brand's Dress Pant Yoga, I really, I can't sing their praises enough because I already owned them long before they started advertising on our show. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, I found them from a bunch of other doctor moms recommending them that they were great for, like you. It doesn't. You wouldn't think that doctoring is an action job. I get it. But like, like I'm, I'm sometimes crawling around on the floor looking at feet and doing a lot of stuff. And yeah, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to sacrifice comfort for function. Or, uh, or style yeah. when I am wearing Beta Brand pants because they look great. They're super comfy. They're very stretchy. They're wrinkle free. Uh, I can crawl around after my kids, and I mean, I still look like I'm dressed nicely for work. They have lots of colors, patterns, cuts, styles. They've got bootlegs, straight legs, skinny, cropped. Uh, they have premium denim, and uh, they have ones with pockets. That's my next thing. I gotta get. I gotta <gasps> oh, get some man. of the ones. I know. I know. I gotta get some of the ones with pockets because they really are. They are my like go-to work pant Mm -hmm. um and they have been for a long time so i I would highly recommend if you like me were looking for that kind of multifunctional pant beta brand has got them and uh taylor if our listeners want to get these great pants where's the well right now our listeners can get 20 percent off their first order uh if you go to betabrand.com slash buffering that's 20 percent off your first order at betabrand.com slash buffering millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work Go to betabrand.com slash buffering for 20% off now. Now. Uh, so, it, Tay, it, it really, it's always interesting to me when I ask people about Sailor Moon, like, how many people who didn't necessarily watch anime or engage with manga or anything like that are familiar with Sailor Moon and watch Sailor Moon, at least some. Yeah. I feel like it really permeated our culture i i agree i mean it was it was definitely kind of it was a cultural event it's one of the things that i think definitely opened the door for uh the popularity of of anime culture that is so massive now but i think one thing that you know we can't we can't go without mentioning is that uh i i think for a lot of young queer people it was really impacting and people that were coming into their identities just because of uh especially in you know, later seasons when you, when you have like the openly gay scouts introduced, uh, I, I think mm-hmm. that there were a lot of elements there. And I've, I've only really kind of thought about it in that context by meeting other people that said, you know, that was really big in my recognition of like my gender identity or my sexuality. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that was because it's not only that you had characters that were out and open. Um, I mean, and you also had them on the bad guys too. Like they were, you know, they were gay characters and and you know characters whose gender identity was not strict really and in the world of that sailor moon existed in no one really cared like yeah i i love the episode where uh makoto uh i don't i wouldn't really say that it's that she has a crush on haruka who is the sort of like and i guess androgynous like presents as both male and female depending on her mood uh sailor scout uh and uh makoto has a crush on her and the other scouts are really concerned not because oh no maybe maybe mako's gay it's because because sailor uranus already has a girlfriend so they're like no that's not a good idea <laughs> she has somebody yeah. like that's the conflict and then you know and then kind of at the end of the episode you see that it's that makoto saw something in in Haruka that she just really admired and it helped her try to look at like becoming a more confident version of herself. 
as somebody who's like strong and, and capable. And I think that that's just, you know, that the message in there is it's, it's so many good things that, you know, young people want to see and need to see that queer people can exist. And that's not their storyline, you know, because that, yes. that was we had queer people. We had gay people on TV in the 90s, but you didn't see them where it wasn't the whole point of their existence. You know, it was like they're gay. So they have a tragic gay storyline. Everything's about them being gay. And Sailor Moon was like, what? These, these are boys. They turn into girls. We don't care. They have superpowers. Look at the bad guy. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. It's no, it, it's really true, especially at that time. I mean, yes, there were there were non-straight characters on television, but not very many. Um, and you're right; that was the whole thing. If that if they were introduced, that was why that was their mm-hmm. existence on the TV show was usually because you know they were gay, and uh, you you certainly didn't have a lot of shows that were aimed at younger audiences. Yeah, that that would include any characters who you know were LGBTQ, who had any kind of gender representation that wasn't very, you know, very clearly like cisgender, female, Mm -hmm. cisgender, male. Um, You just didn't, you didn't see that aimed at kids. And I remember you and I watching it and in the American dubbed version, (laughs) they tried to, what did they, Uh, what did they make Sailor Uranus and Neptune cousins cousins or something? And that's, I guess they thought, well, we'll just make them cousins, but we'll leave in all of the obvious flirting that they do with each other and with all other characters in the show. And all that made it seem like, wait, are they cousins that are into each other? Like, because the attraction between them was inherent. Uh, You couldn't really write that out. Uh, definitely at that yes. time when like that was released in America, I had already seeked out like fan subs and, and had experienced that. Uh, but it was, I don't know. Was, Why would they do that? It was, <laughs> the 90s. So oh, silly. they, they it, did a lot with those. Because there was a lot there. I mean, it was really revolutionary for its time. I mean, this, you know, was airing uh, uh, through, I think, 97 in Japan. But, you know, it was being translated in the 90s. And it was it became popular internationally. Like, I, I read that in Italy, they didn't know how to deal with the starlights, so they created a narrative. The starlights are, uh, in the manga, they're just, I believe that they're female characters that can also, uh, or that disguise themselves as male when they're mm-hmm. on Earth. Now, in the anime, it's just, they just, you know, they're they're men, and when they transform, they're women, and that is it, and that's, that's what they are. Uh, in Italy, they didn't know how to work with that. So they made it so that when the men transformed, they summoned their sisters, their twin sisters, who took over. So they created, yeah, oh, they no. created two characters out of out of each one. <sighs> where did the men I, go? To like I a void? Tra- yeah, like a, a nether <sighs> void where they sit and wait? I guess, I, I don't know. A kind of limbo. I mean, that was, that was part of the reason that the American dub took so long, both with processing, what do we do with... Uranus and Neptune, and then, oh no, the starlights. But I mean, even you had like, uh, you know, uh, Zoisite and uh, and Kunzite, who were two males in mm-hmm. the original Japanese, and they were they were gay, they were in love. Uh, and they just, uh, I like that their version of, like, it was Zoisite, and then they changed it to, no, it was Zoisite, and it, they changed it to Zoisite. I guess that, did that feminize the name? I don't know. It's a, it's not a, it's a, it's a they, rock. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just made it a female character. I remember that. I remember that. And then they did the same thing mm-hmm. uh, when they finally translated um, Super S. Uh, you have Hawk's Eye, Tiger's Eye, and Fish Eye. And Fish Eye is a male, like, you know, uses he, him pronouns, but also likes to dress in drag. And they just made it a female. Uh, but, but I was saying, like, for the time, like, Naoka Takeuchi really devised the universe with all of this part of it and just said, yeah, this is what I'm mm-hmm. doing. These are all parts of the story. Like, this is the story I want to tell, which you really mm-hmm. have to commend her for that. And the fact that it grew yeah. to such a, it became so big that people had to deal with these things. People were exposed to them, which is yeah. which important. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I always think like, I look back on it and I was thinking about it a lot. Like it's too bad that, you know, whoever was making the decisions, whatever, what level it was at network or whatever to do the dubs and try to like, change these things when they brought them over here um at first it, it, i was thinking like oh, it's so stupid it makes me angry and then i thought like there is something there that makes me wonder if there wasn't like an intentional subversive element to it because it's not first of all it, we weren't falling for no. anything mm-hmm. i mean i remember watching and thinking we're missing something yeah like 
uh, what the, something is missing here yeah. in this translation. I, I'm not getting the whole story. Um, and I remember you and I seeking out all of the other, like the original subtitled content so that we could figure out what we were missing and then learning what they were trying to hide. And one, just wanting to see more of the original now because I want the story as it's meant to be told, mm-hmm. not this kind, not this falsified version that's trying to cover things up. Um, and two, I remember thinking like, that's so awful. I remember thinking that as like, how old were we? Like 12, yeah. 13, 14? I was, in, I was in middle like, school? Like maybe? Yeah. <clears throat> I remember thinking that's so awful that they would do that. Mm-hmm. That they would, that like that they would think that I, like as, as kids, we can't be exposed to the fact that there are, there are lesbians in the world. Like that's so terrible. You know, what about kids who aren't straight? Like I, I remember having those thoughts because of the action that was taken. And then I think like, well, huh. I guess it did all that by introducing it. Not that it's right. Obviously, it should just have been presented the way that it was written. Yeah. But like it, it did all that to me as a young person because they tried to censor it because of of the way it was. I don't know. Just bringing it here and showing it on American television was a very powerful mm-hmm. act, even if I don't like the way they did it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it happened because it really I remember that they cut it off. Do you remember the original run of it? They cut it off before the Sailor Stars came on. And just started over. Oh yeah, they they never dubbed those uh, the the sailor the sailor starlights because uh, like stars. I, I assume because they just had no clue yeah. what mm-hmm. to do. I, yeah, but it just made us go find it. Like that's yeah. all it did. It just made us go like, okay, well, fine, we'll get we'll go buy some <laughs> some subs <laughs> off the off the budding internet. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get some VHS tapes. Oh my god, <laughs> those were. That, all the days of the uh, I, this is any anybody that uh, knows this reference, it's going to date all of us. The anime Turnpike on the internet. Uh, was just a, <laughs> that's where you went, which is just a bunch of links to take you to not like Riley. This was not where you could go find like streaming episodes. Like that was not a thing. Yeah, you could go right, and no, find no. like people that had written up synopsises of every episode, and like you know I would print those off and I kept them in a binder. Like I had a binder full of every episode of Sailor Moon, all the 200 episodes, like in synopsis. So the ones that I couldn't see, I could at least understand what happened. And like, <laughs> Read yeah, the plot and lines. like print off each character and like have character sheets that I would lovingly hand make, like print off a picture of the character mm-hmm. and then hand write information about them. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, like you, you, de- you, that's, that's true, Sid, because even if it, there was a lot of editing to it, it led us all to find what it really was. And, you know, one thing that I'm just now thinking about is that uh, it also, because they were, it was still a kid show. So, you know, I, I also think that at the time where maybe, because when, when it came to like, like sex stuff, I was not interested. And I feel like to have queer characters in media, it was still always in like an adult format. Like it was, it would not have been in a kid show, yeah. which I wasn't comfortable with sex yet, but that didn't mean that, I wasn't comfortable with the with having a broader understanding of sexual identities or gender identities. And it provided those without having to without being in an adult package or like having sex tied mm-hmm. to it, which it not always it's not always tied to your gender or your, your mm-hmm. sexual identity. Mm-hmm. It, it really was like a trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> I mean, it was for, for, for us to follow to something that we knew there was something else on the other end of it mm-hmm. and uh, and it was just enough which I mean like there's a there's a part of me that is optimistic and hopeful and likes to believe someone who was making decisions knew they were doing right perhaps that is too optimistic to believe yeah. <laughs> perhaps it was all an accident and they were trying to censor us and they they didn't do a very good job there um, was but I like to think that it was it was somebody somebody who was going. I'm just gonna you, you're gonna find this. All you all the queer kids are gonna follow this trail because it's here and yeah. it's waiting for you. I can't just hand it to you. I'm not allowed to yet. <laughs> Someday it'll happen. But right now I'm gonna leave this little trail for you to well, follow. And, and I think it also I think the show itself uh, in its original form very much like it's kind of funny because I feel like it has the same build that a show like Adventure Time and Steven Universe both have in that it starts off like, this is a silly cartoon for kids. It's fun. And then becomes something that is so much bigger and deeper. And it mm-hmm. almost like gets past like that, like when your parents are like, what are you watching? And they're like, you know, they if you were to watch the first, I'd say 10 episodes of like the original Sailor Moon, it's so goofy. It's so like, 
you know, yeah. the episodes are about like they want to like this one is this demon is attacking a jewelry store and this one's attacking like, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the, the salon. Like it's it's quote unquote girl stuff and it's about boys and like, you know, it's it's yeah. so like safe that by the time like it's you're into it, you're watching it, you, you like it. Then it starts kind of introducing like, oh, hey, but you know what? Like there's deeper stuff here. I mean, it's not just there's it's about like identities, but also just like, you know, some of the stuff that Sailor Moon has to grapple with. It's not just like I fight bad guys because bad guys are bad. It's like, oh, but a lot of there's a lot of redemption in the bad guys. You know, you see mm-hmm. a lot of people that mm-hmm. that Sailor Moon helps turn back to the side of goodness. Like it's not just traditional superhero stuff like that. There's a lot about, you know people having a second chance and that you know like it's not always force and fighting that can save the day sometimes it's love and forgiveness and like uh, you know i feel like modern cartoons that hold that that same kind of you know how deep adventure time gets and how deep steven universe gets it's like they kind of brought you into a safe place and then exposed you to really good things like yeah 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 no i th- i think that's true i was watching the the end of the season 1 which I guess this is a spoiler. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, no, Sydney, how could you? <laughs> um, I was watching it uh, today, and it was when she's fighting Queen Beryl, and the idea is that like the evil thing that's going to happen on Earth is everybody's going to be enveloped in greed and hatred. Mm-hmm. Like that's the bad thing. Yeah. Like we're going to, that's how we're going to destroy the world. We're not going to blow it up or something. We're going to mm-hmm. <laughs> make everybody hate each other and fight and mm-hmm. be greedy and not be led by love. And the thing she's trying to do is, I mean, like literally one of her powers is, is healing, but like the thing she's trying to do is make people believe in love again. Like I need everybody to have faith in love that love can help us. And it was just like, I was watching it and I was thinking like with my adult brain, those are very complicated and powerful concepts. This isn't about I want to be in charge of the world mm-hmm. and so that I can be like rich and powerful. Right. And you want to be you want to keep the world status quo the way it is. This is about hate and love. This is about like greed versus giving. I was I don't know. I just yeah. I was watching it thinking like these are very like powerful concepts to be yeah. addressing in a cartoon format. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, watching it back, it it made me wish that I would have watched it or been introduced to it like more regularly at a younger age because I feel like the cartoons I grew up watching, none of them. I mean, like the the closest thing I had to like a, a fighting group that I watched regularly, like that, like fighting bad guys, was the Power Rangers, <laughs> and I watched them growing up. But there was the what one female two yeah. two two, um, but you know that it, it wasn't about them and the their thing i feel like that i got from it was that they were girls like mm-hmm. that was their thing for being in the group they were the girls and i watched teen titans but they weren't like like people i could as much relate to because they were all like super supernatural like right. you know sure um and they were great shows but i didn't have like a strong female group that was diverse and about them being powerful women to to watch um, I don't know. It was very powerful watching it back. I wish I would have watched it at a younger age. I, I know that I was enough aware of it. I was having this memory as we were talking about this, that when I was in the second grade, so I was probably like seven, I, for the talent show, choreographed a dance for me and like four of my other girlfriends to the Sailor Moon theme song. <laughs> and we all picked a different Sailor Scout and wore like coordinating like colored shirt and skirt to match that Sailor Scout. And then I we danced Sailor Moon theme song. Who were you? I was Sailor Jupiter oh, okay. because she, this was really my reasoning. She had brown hair and brown eyes. <laughs> and I also had brown hair and brown eyes. Probably the most literal of the three of us. <laughs> like I hadn't ever, I had never watched it. So I didn't really know their personalities. And I knew that like I had a blonde friend. She would be Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. of course, because she was blonde. And I, I was brunette and I had brown eyes. So I would be Sailor Jupiter. Sure. Like and that I, was my whole thing. <laughs> and I always think of you as so sporty yeah. and strong. Right. And you, and you love to bake. <laughs> now, I, now I know better. <laughs> 
Yes, your baking abilities. I yeah. forgot about that. Sailor Jupiter's baking abilities. I do bake, but uh, I am not sporty. I, I dressed as Sailor Moon once uh, for costume day at school, in high school. Mm-hmm. And there was a picture of me in the school newspaper the next day. And they called me uh, Wonder Woman. You were wearing my Halloween <sighs> costume also, I would, I would add. Yes, I, I, I did have all yeah. I had. We had trick-or-treated one year with, uh, we had all five Sailor, Sailor Senshi represented. We oh, still have that really picture somewhere. Pictures. It's a good picture. Uh, but you know that's... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, I was going to say, fun fact, that day when I was dressed as Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. do you know who I was sitting next to in class? Justin. <laughs> Justin. Wow. He was dressed oh, as a cow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, like, that's, you know, thinking about the, the, the team structure as kind of something that set it apart. I think that was one thing, like it's such a theme in a lot of works about uh, like superhero stuff where you know it's up to you to save the day like you sometimes like on your own like by yourself and that kind of concept of like her strength comes from her love for her friends and like that's really like it's Mm -hmm. not just this like i'm the hero so i must you know i i'm not connected to the world i i must stand outside of it and protect it it's like no she is capable of having power because she's mm-hmm. she loves and she's loved and and it is it's it directly tied like even when her friends you know even when like in the end of the first season when they they all die uh they're still there beside her in her memories of them and, and that's mm-hmm. i think that's really mm-hmm. beautiful too because it kind of takes that idea around like the all powerful one savior and it's like now she's she's a savior because of her friends uh which makes me think like i've said this before i feel like joss whedon was aware of buffy or was aware of sailor moon (laughs) yeah i was about to say it's very buffy she actually in that episode says i just why can't i just be a regular Mm -hmm. girl and for a moment i thought oh she's buffy it's buffy Mm -hmm. like i mean sailor moon came first but like this is right this had to have helped inspire buffy you know like there's there's that there's you know that the, the scoobies are the reason that you know buffy has power yes has, sailor moon has the scouts mm-hmm. uh a, a boyfriend that goes to the side of darkness that she ultimately has to fight mm. uh mm. a yes. younger sibling that appears out of nowhere who her family has false memories implanted that exists in the family <gasps> i mean come on wow. <laughs> I'm going to write my final essay this year for my English class about this. I think that there's a... I was like, I don't know. I'm not saying like it's... I, I don't know. I'd have a hard time believing that Joss Whedon did not... Conspiracy. Have, have if I, some understanding of Sailor Moon. The next time I have a chat with Marty Knox and right. I'm going to have to ask her. Oh my gosh. Or, yeah. Um, I think I was trying to think and the last thing I will say I was trying to think of a character that, that felt the same to me growing up watching cartoons or tv shows and i think you've mentioned adventure time a few times but that was like my cartoon Mm. growing up because it be like became a big thing when i was in like middle school and that was like i remember coming home and watching that every day and i think princess bubblegum on adventure time is the and marceline are the closest two characters i had to like sailor moon s characters because they were smart and they were strong and they had their own personalities and it was never their story that they were like just there for for a boy Mm -hmm. like they were their own Mm -hmm. thing and then eventually there was like the whole squad of princesses in the adventure time universe that were very reminiscent of sailor scouts so yeah absolutely that was all that was it that was it though well that there's yeah Yeah. i love that uh when uh it's uh fiona and cake uh in one of those episodes Mm -hmm. fiona actually has princess serenity's dress on for like the, a dance or something yeah. so it is it's definitely some love back and forth and i think also in that sense yeah. that it's it's a hero's journey about like coming of age about the importance of accepting loss just as much winning about mm. forgiving as much as it is conquering like they, they have a lot of the same themes i i love adventure time too and it's one of the first cartoons yeah. that i've loved on level to to sailor moon it's real good. Um, and it lives on in, in Charlie and her chibi moon costume that you <laughs> got her. That's so like happy. the real deal. Oh, yeah. She looks she so that cute is, in it. That oh, is a cosplay. That is, a, that is more than a costume. She she loves it. She lo- she wore she wore to the store with us the other day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> she refused oh, to wear I anything else. So we went to Kroger with her dressed oh, as chibi great. moon. She looks so cute. The, I, I like there were people that were similar to our age who were looking and like giving us thumbs up like hey 
Good parenting. Is your kid dressed as Chibi Moon? Great job. <laughs> Good job there. All right. Well, that was delightful to eating cheesecake and saving Yay. the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's my turn next week. And I want to talk about The Circle, which all right. we have all watched, but I, I feel like I can claim it because it's a Netflix show, which is kind of like, you know, my generation, it's my time. I mean, it's about social, it's about media. social media. It's a reality show about social media. I think yeah. that it fits into I, I still want to be on it. And I think if we do an episode on it, that'll like really raise my chances of one Maybe. day being uh, on The Circle. Okay. Right. So, yeah, we're going to do The Circle next week. All right, then. It's on Netflix if you want to watch along, play along. Yes, it's it's very good. I will say, yeah. It's I even got good. our parents to watch it. So, uh, well, thank, thank you, you both. I I, I enjoyed you. talking about Sailor Moon. Yes. That was fun. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna watch more of it. I better because I I bought a whole season yeah. so that I can watch a bunch of it. So, <laughs> I better oh, make man, use last, of that. Uh, last March, I think it was, they brought the Sailor Moon musical. I think for the first time ever to America, and I got to see it here in New York, and uh, it was. It's most amazing. I waited for that night since I was probably 12 years old, and it was a culmination of so so much love. Since you were watching those VHS subs that we bought Uh from sketchy sellers online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for listening. You can uh, tweet at us at stillbuff, and you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. Although people are saying that their emails are going back again. Wow. Because I've been getting some emails. At, I'm sorry. I've been getting some emails at Sawbones. <laughs> <laughs> at, our, at our Sawbones email, uh, which is fine. Yeah. I read both. So, I mean, I'll get those. Yeah. But um, but yeah. we really Trying need to, to get that, that again. fixed yeah. again. Uh, but if you have any suggestions for things we should talk about, you, should, you can always tweet at us, too. At Stillbuff. Um, and thank you to Maximum Fun. I didn't thank them yet. To MaximumFun.org wonderful podcast check them out comedy and culture you know that thing <laughs> and thank you to the novellas for our go. theme song baby change your mind uh this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i am still buffering and, and i am too should we change it to me i don't know are too. We, we not I. See, that feels like the spirit of Satan. There we go. And we will punch you. Hey, J. Keith. Hey, Helen. I hear you have a true-false quiz you want me to finish. I do. Here we begin. We host a trivia game show podcast on the Max Fun Network called Go Fact Yourself. True. Correct. The show is all about celebrity guests answering trivia questions about things J. Keith enjoys. False. We sometimes don't talk about baseball or cats. Thank God. It's questions about things they enjoy. Next, we bring on surprise experts every episode. True. Correct. Final question. It's just the two of us sitting alone with these guests. False. Correct. We have a live audience at the Angel City Brewery. See? You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month. And if you don't listen, you can go fact yourself. True. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.